0: I'm going to take it to another level today. You got to go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. I hope you caught that. You need to go where you're celebrated and not where you tolerate it.
1: What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by E.T., the hip-hop preacher. E, what's going on, man? How you feeling?
0: Oh, I love it. The short intro. I love it.
1: Yeah, no no no, short intro. We got business to take care of, man. No let's, no let's playing go. around today. Let's go. We got we got an important uh podcast to get to, and I'm just going to get right into it, man. The the video Vashon High School um man, it is uh it, it is literally blown up and went viral, uh, maybe faster than any other video yeah. that we've ever done. Even the secret think, to success. Yeah, it's been out about 4 days. It's over a million um, it was trending worldwide on Facebook yesterday and, you know, the comments, you know, the feedback has been tremendous to be honest. And, and I'll just, you know, kind of let you guys in, like you see how he speaks, right? And so you see he is, you know, obviously very passionate and, and, you know, it comes from the heart and a lot of the times I don't put up some of the stuff just because, you know, he is, it's like a private moment, you know, he's having a private moment with, you know, his audience and the people that are there. And you don't want everything to go up, you know, and not saying that he would say anything controversial or, you know, anything like that, but it's just, it's kind of for the room and for the moment. And if you're not in the room and you're not in the moment, and sometimes if you don't get it in full context, it could look like, Oh, okay. Is he, you know, is he going off on these kids? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? But I had to post this one. One because I think people needed to hear it. Obviously, it was a, a, a fantastic message. Uh, for those of you who have not seen it, I don't know what you're doing and what rock you under. But um, the video is called Nothing Funny, Vashon High School. You can find it on our YouTube page and everybody else's page by now. But I think it was important because I wanted people in the community to see what real what real change and what real activism and what you know that stuff looks like. We did a podcast... I don't know maybe a year ago and I went off a little bit because I talked about you know people don't understand like no matter how big we get no matter how big the brand gets this is what we do this is where we got our start this is where our heart is and we've never stopped doing that so just because you don't see us putting up a bunch of memes and hashtagging all day doesn't mean that we're not in the community doing what we do and I think you know, this was the time when I looked at that video and obviously I was there and, and saw it live in the flesh and I was like, no, nah, I'm putting this up and I'm putting it up on our own time. And I i don't feel the need to let you guys know, oh, we're doing this just so you can say, oh, OK, E.T. really cares for those in the know, you know what we do and you know how long we've been doing it. And so however you want to judge our, you know, public activism or whatever. We are in these schools, in these youth prisons on a regular basis. And I I just, you know, I wanted to make sure we did it on our time. So I'll get out of the way. E, you can kind of break down the video, what happened. Um, Carl, if we have a clip. Matter of fact, Carl, let's play a clip first. Um, Just that, you know, second half where where it got heated and then E, I'll come in and let you kind of take over
0: from there. I need you to do me a huge favor. Huge favor, You're, you're not talking to nobody. I need you to really think about what I'm saying. You got a mom in here working two jobs. You got a grandma that's still working, right? I need you to think about what I'm saying. Like, for real, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not playing now. And this is why I get so frustrated. Somebody's still talking. Come on. Bro, I promise you, I love you, bro. Listen to me very closely. They pay me $50,000 to $100,000 when I speak to corporate America. I go to a basketball program, they pay me good. I ain't getting a dime here. I'm here because I love you. But i will be darned if I come here for free and you disrespect me. I ain't 20 years old. I ain't 19 years old. I'm a grown man. I'm here because I love you. I'm here because I love y'all. They ain't pay me a dime. As a matter of fact, I came and used my influence to raise money so a group of kids can go to Costa Rica. I'm not here to get nothing. I'm here to give you something. I'm not here to take nothing from you. I'm here to give you something and listen to me closely when people love you. You don't do them like dirt When people care for them, you don't disrespect them. You ain't got but a few people who care about you in this world Then you hear what I just said you in the wrong place You gonna get shot and killed, and ain't nobody gonna go to jail for it Ain't nobody gonna go to jail for it ain't nobody gonna do no time for it So the few people who you do have that care you can't treat them like garbage You can't disrespect the people that's trying to look out for you. Because you ain't got a whole bunch of, you ain't got a lot of dudes. Look me up. You ain't got a lot of dudes that do what I do that's coming to your school. No disrespect. The dude you listening to, you listening to my man and jamming to his album. He ain't coming here. And I just heard we had a rapper here last night. How many schools did he go to? How many elementary school? He came and took your money, but he didn't invest nothing back into you. And you gonna have the nerve to laugh and joke when teachers trying to teach you? You got the nerve to, to act a fool when somebody cares about you? You talking while I'm talking? Do you know if I go to a Jewish school, them kids quiet. If I go to a white school, them kids quiet. If I go to a Latino school, they quiet. The only kids that disrespect me is black kids. That's it. My own are the only ones that disrespect me. I walk in any other school, they like, they go tea. we taking notes. I come home. You talking, you capping jokes, you think something funny. Look how we living, ain't nothing funny. Ain't nothing funny, y'all. They, ki- look, when I got my PhD, what embarrassed me, I'm in there, they asking me like, well, what's wrong with our urban schools? Like, why are you asking me? I'm in classes like you in class. Every, uh, the print, the teachers want to know, professors want to know, well, why are your kids, what's the problem in the school system? I'm embarrassed y'all, I'm a grown man, I'm embarrassed that they talk about y'all. And you know why I'm embarrassed? Because what they don't know is you ain't even trying when you take the test. You didn't give your best, they think you dumb, you ain't dumb. You can't take our people from Africa and put us in the diaspora and spread us all over the world and we survived slavery and we can't pass the test? Come on. I ain't stupid. You take everything from us and we still survive? And you gonna tell me we can't learn how to write? Have you lost your mind? We are survivors. That's all we do is survive. And you gonna come and tell me you can't take a test. No, you can take the test. The problem is when you take the test, you barely take the test. I challenge you to go in there and get that dog on a piece of paper and that pencil and do your best. I challenge you. I challenge you to go to class and act like you got some sense. Ain't nobody got to put you on medicine. You know how to sit down and shut up! You do it when you're watching videos!
1: All right, so you heard it. There it is. And and as you can see, it got real intense. Um, Keep in mind, guys, that was a moment of a 40-minute speech. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes people get it confused and think like, oh, wow, that speech, you know, whatever. No, there was a lot of moments. The kids were laughing, having a good time. But apparently, and I'm going to be real with you, E, I was there. And I guess I, guess I was kind of like off the side of the stage, so I couldn't see. I ne- The kids were, were pretty, behaved pretty decent, but you must have caught one or two out the corner of your eye. And I promise you, I couldn't have paid my man enough to, to cut up and have you go off like that. But um, talk to us about what you saw, what you what you felt
0: in just that moment. You, you know, see, um, it's weird. Like you said, th- they were, for the most part, you know, behaved, I think. The environment, you know, is what hit me. See, I, I think I think the kid, the kid was an innocent bystander, see. You know, I think, you know, every, every,
2: he man, got he caught, got caught, see.
0: I, I think, you know, just what has been happening to our young people in this country, um, just thinking about the high school dropout rate, you know, where uh, some of our children are in terms of, um, you know, uh, reading scores, math scores, You know, just et cetera. See, I think me understanding the devastation. And remember I said it, there was a time when I used to do a little bit more jokey-jokey, you know. But my son is 20 and I understand what it means for him to be a junior in college and how he has one year, see, to do something that could ultimately change the rest of his life forever, you know, by getting his college degree. My daughter, being a senior in high school, and having her opportunity, you know, to um, eventually pave her own way and earn her way, you know, into this society, and just knowing how many kids—you remember earlier—I asked how many kids didn't have their fathers in their lives. How many people raised their hands. So for me, I think what happened was I understood. Yeah, they, they, I'm talking about ninety percent. So I understood the severity of it, and so there were a couple of people, you know, here and there might, you know, talk and then get back focused. My man was like sitting in his chair, slope, talking to the young lady and just, you know, he was just totally out of it. Not like I'm distracted. He, he had totally, you know, lost And I'm like, bro, you have the slightest idea of who are, you know, who we are as an organization, the people we know, the influence we have and what we're able to do to support you and help you to get to that next level. And so I think that that was pretty much what you know what sparked it see just like wow my mother calls it triple darkness you don't know that you don't know that you don't know you know and so I felt that I felt that triple darkness like this kid has the slightest idea of what's in store for him once he leaves high school and if he does not finish you know and get a trade or either go to college prison dead I mean come on man it's like you you already know what the statistics say, you know, so that, that's what it was man. It wasn't the kid himself. He wasn't a terrible kid It's just that I, I I the severity of it He didn't catch and I wanted to be able to save him I really wasn't trying to hurt his feelings to be honest with you see I really wasn't trying to call him out or embarrass him in front of his friends What I was really trying to do was save him and, and perhaps say something to him in a way that was loving and caring enough To make him say you know what i need to i need i need to straighten up and fly right so yeah just it it wasn't what people thought i wasn't going off on him i just wanted the kids in the room to know you you get one shot you get one opportunity and i need you guys to take advantage of it because the options that they have are few and far in between
1: yeah no doubt man and it's funny to me because You know, after we dropped the video, my phone was blowing up and friends and family members and people texting me and and Twitter was going crazy and Instagram and all these news outlets picking it up. And people were texting me saying, you know, I never seen E go off like that. Like, I seen him get passionate, but I never seen him get pissed and like really go off like that. And my response was like, really? I'm like, this is this is status quo. Like, this is this is par for the course right here. Like. He is known for going off like that. And I could, you know, it brought me back to when, you know, we used to travel to New Jersey and travel to L.A. to Crenshaw High and go in there, you know, long before anybody knew who we were, let alone the kids in the school. And, you know, we would go in, you know, and not like go off, but just like, yo, for those of you who have never been in these schools, right, and which is probably most of you, and for those of you who didn't grow up in a community like that, Like literally, we were riding to the school, and you're riding past burned down houses, fields with grass as tall as I am, you know, just despair, poverty, you know, drug addicts on the corner, prostitution. And this is eight o'clock in the morning, you know, as we're pulling up to the school, and it's such devastation in the area. And then you see kids in the school. I'll be honest, when we got in the school, there was a young lady being arrested, like fighting with the security guards as we walked in the school. Like, and so imagine what that does to us as we get ready to prepare a message for these students to try to help them get out of that situation and use their mind to go to the next level. And then you see somebody who's not interested. And so for me, when when I see E go in like that, it's not him trying to say, you disrespecting me. It's E trying to say, yo, look at at what's going on around here. Look at how we're living. Like, yo, you, you about to be left here, right? Like, we get to leave, right? We both have nice houses and, you know, in suburbs and, you know, all of this stuff. And, and what E is trying to tell them is, look, kid, you have an opportunity. And I think E sees it maybe even more so than I because I grew up middle class, you know, he really knows how to come from the absolute bottom of, you know, in in despair, right? Like homeless high school dropout. He knows how to get to that next level. And so for him, it was just some words and belief that sparked a change in him. And so when he's in there trying to talk to these students, he is really trying to spark somebody's brain for it to click and say, you know what? I can take control of my life. I can get myself out of this situation. So I think that emotion that you have, you know, it's not about them talking or disrespecting you like you're on some high horse and, oh, how dare you talk when I'm talking. It is, yo, you are, you, you are literally going to ruin the rest of your life if you don't pay attention to what yeah, I'm saying right
0: absolutely, now. Absolutely. See, and like, like I said, I mean, I said it already, but things change, see, when you have children, the age of the children you're speaking to. It's theory before that, see? You know what I'm saying? Like when I used to go to high schools and my kids were five and three and two, like, it was theory. Like, even though I've been there, done that, but when you have children that age and you understand, as as my kids grew up in a two-parent, you know, household, you know, mom and dad, you know, upper middle class, and they still didn't take school, you know, 100% serious. You know, it is what it is. They're teenagers. And I'm thinking about how much... Influence how how much impact you know myself you you know Carl people at our church people in our you know circle of influence who are either degree multiple degrees you know or who are dominant in their profession and how my children were impacted by that and still see went through what most teenagers have go go through you, you understand what I'm saying like, like they were typical teens and then you look at kids. Who don't have that influence at all? Who are not in this environment at all? See, it's like they don't even know how much danger they're in. They don't. They don't understand. So, so, I'm like, yo, if nobody else is gonna tell you, this is this is nine one one. This is this is when you call 911. This is an emergency. And there are a lot of teachers that have given up on them. Let's be real. See, there are teachers that are like, "You know what? I'm physically making that paper, like I'm getting my check, I'm getting my insurance, I'm I'm building up my 401k." But I checked out. I checked out a long time ago. You have counselors there, see, principals. You know, every year you get another principal. You're getting teachers coming in and out. There are people who have checked out on these kids. Their parents, some of their parents have checked out. Like, I'm through. Like, I'm through. You don't want it. And so for me, it's like, E.T., you might be the last hope. You might be the last message. You might be the last messenger that can penetrate, that that can speak to their hearts and speak life into them. You you could possibly be the last one. You got to go all in, E. You got to give it everything you have. And, and a lot of people don't know those events for me. Are prob- I'm probably more um, nervous and I have more anxiety than I do when I'm in the NFL or, you know, other venues, NBA, whatever. Because, let's be real, see, they've made it. They, they, they have a check. You know, uh, they're making millions. They have already been able to put their families, you know, in a certain situation. I, I am petrified when I'm speaking to these kids in high school because if I don't say the right word, weeks later, see, I could be coming back to a funeral. Weeks later, I could be hearing about how some kid got locked up for 50. You know, so, um, yeah, man, it was it was as serious as a heart attack for me. Yeah,
1: no, this school was in, um, I mean, a very downtrodden community. I think E had been there before. That was my first time there. But just seeing, you know, what these students have to go through. And don't get it twisted, guys, because... People are going to look at that video in the. you know, I'm always trying to analyze everything when we put a video together. Right. I want to look at every word he's saying and how people are going to take it and try to understand all the complexities of what's going to come out of this, especially when you throw, you know, just a, a brief little, you know, clip in there. Right. It's like taking a a, a clip out of a movie. And then you trying to describe what the entire movie is about, like it's not fair really to just throw a clip on there without giving you the full context. But do understand that just because he was talking to these kids about personal accountability and, and taking charge of their own life doesn't mean that we still don't have some responsibility in changing the system as well. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, we still have a job to do in terms of getting the right personnel in there and getting these kids in the right position to succeed and putting more jobs in the community and and, and getting better teachers and the whole nine. There is still systematic oppression that goes on in these schools that allow these that are that are not allowing these kids to thrive. And I think back to when you were there when I was giving a lecture at Michigan State and I was talking to. Um, uh, uh, Teach for America students And so there might have been like a couple hundred kids In there and they were getting ready to go To Teach for America and they wanted me to come in and lecture On you know uh, African American Males and that's what I studied You know in my master's program and at risk uh, African American males adolescents, And so I was going through You know some of my presentation And we were talking about some statistics And you know and school readiness And you know truancy and You know delinquent behavior and the whole nine And I was trying to explain to them, you know, why some of these factors were occurring. We talked about fatherless homes. We talked about all this stuff. And somebody raised their hand and was like, well, I just don't understand. You know, I I get what you're saying about, you know, the statistics and not having a father in the home. But at the end of the day, these kids still know right from wrong. So if they're making the wrong decision and they're going to jail or they're selling drugs, they know it's wrong. And, you know, it's still their fault and their responsibility. And I said, "Okay, well, well, true to an extent right? Because what happens, you know, is the environment is what creates that, right? And so I, 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 was, I really wanted to make sure they understood this. E, I think you were there. And I said, okay, I need, a, you know, somebody uh, who, I picked a random young lady. I said, young lady, what's your name? And she said, Chelsea, you know, uh, a white young lady. And I said, Chelsea, you know, let's talk about, you know, some of the factors that allowed you to be sitting here right now, you know, graduating senior, senior at a big 10 university. Um, You know, going on to Teach for America, to do great things, you know, presumably you're doing well. Let's talk about some of the things that allowed you to be here. And she said, well, you know, first of all, my family, you know, believes in education. My mother and father were college graduates. You know, people in my church, and my community pushed me to go to school. And she said, I think biggest of all, all my friends were going to college. Like, you know, all the seniors that were, you know, there when I was a junior in high school were all going to college. And everybody's picking out of college and everybody's going to college. You know, and I would say those are the factors that allow me to be right here where I'm about to graduate from Michigan State University. And I said, OK, great. I said, now, tell me why you didn't sell crack cocaine. And like the whole class kind of started laughing. You know, here you got this young white lady who obviously, you know, has never sold crack cocaine. I said, talk to me about why you never sold it. And she said, well, it's illegal. And I said, no, 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 no. Let's break it down to the root of why you've never sold it. And she said, well, I'm. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to get it from. I wouldn't know what to do with it or who to sell it to. So how could I? I said, OK, cool. So now, as foreign as that sounds to you, is as foreign as college sounds to some of these kids who grow up in these communities. And I want you to understand that. And I don't say that just out of research. Me and E, we have been in prisons in youth prisons and juvenile facilities who say what kids who say, man, I've never actually talked to anybody who went to college before. You guys went to college. They have no idea. And so me asking Chelsea, why aren't you a drug dealer is almost as foreign as me asking some of these kids who grow up. And their mom is on crack cocaine or their uncles are in jail and their cousins are in jail And they've seen jail violence and drugs their entire life It's almost as foreign as me asking them Why aren't you going on to be a scholar and a lawyer and a doctor, right? If I tell Chelsea, you're going to go on to be a doctor or a lawyer That makes sense to her because that's what she's seen If I say that to these kids, they have not seen that And so when you say crack cocaine or or, or one of those things That's what's in their environment That's what they know. When you talk about drugs and guns, that is in their immediate environment at all times. And what do we try to do? We try to say we try to use the scare tactic on 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 the young black men. If you don't stop this, you're going to either end up dead or in jail. Well, duh. That's where everybody around me ends up. That's not like anything new. Right. Of course, I'm going to end up dead or in jail. So we're trying to use a threat. Of Something that they already know is a high probability that they're not scared of they're not scared of that because that's what they see every day in their Environment so me telling you, you if you don't stop you're either going to end up dead or in jail is the same as me telling Chelsea if you don't stop you're either going to become a doctor or a lawyer or a great teacher Like it doesn't make sense so when you look at the environment and what these kids go through and people always say well What's the answer and I said it's exposure Right. It is exposure and exposing kids to possibilities of new environments. Right. Why were we there in the first place in St. Louis? We were trying to help raise money so a group of kids could go to Costa Rica and have an experience that they would never forget. I remember and I was from a middle class family. I remember the first time I got on the airplane and seeing like, whoa, it's possible to just fly somewhere and, and really be in another environment this quickly. So imagine these kids who grow up in the inner cities in the middle of the hood, you know, in poverty, you know, stricken circumstances going to Costa Rica and seeing what, you know, the the it looks like over there and going to the rainforest. Why did we take those kids eat from Everett High School and we paid out of our own pocket? To Times Square in New York City because we wanted them to see the bright lights. No bump seeing it on TV Actually go experience it for yourself when you see all these lights and tall buildings and commerce and money changing hands and people with You know businesses and you know people doing well like that exposes you to something come to Atlanta where you see African-American males, you know driving Bentleys and Beamers without selling drugs. They're prominent doctors and lawyers in the community. They don't see that in their neighborhood. So how do we expect them to reach that without exposing them to a new environment? So the threat of you're gonna either end up dead or in jail, it's a a, a thinly veiled threat because there's nothing to that. They don't see another option. And so we have to expose these youth to another option and that's why we're in these schools on a regular basis, trying to let them see what it looks like and what you can have If you make this decision and we can't always do it with threats of the negative things that could inevitably happen
0: Yeah, let me let me do this though. Let's let's if if you don't mind. I just think this is a great opportunity to um, Talk to all of our entrepreneurs out there Um, You know those individuals who are in sales or you know, just people in general who have a business mindset and are trying to take uh, Their brand to the next level. I don't care if you work for a corporation or not, but one of the things I don't want you to miss that CJ said earlier is how he um, strategically, you know, used this particular event, you know, as a as a platform to not only educate, you know, other young people, but more specifically to educate people about the brand because we do. Uh, I do get a people a lot of times that want to know what's my stance you know, on certain things. Listen to me, man. I'm a grown man. No disrespect. I'm a grown man. I've been doing this for a long time, you know, long before some of the challenges that have incited you you guys, you know, have stirred you up. You know, I've been doing this for, for, for over 20 years. And, you know, we do the Advantage program every Tuesday at Michigan State University since 2005. I was a part of a Bell Tower Ministries when you know in the late night uh, late uh, early 90s when I was at Oakwood uh, Oakwood University um, and just like C said going into the prisons and you know going into the youth detention centers and whatever we've been doing this work for a long time you know so we're not looking to get credit for it we're not doing this in the light so people could see us this is something that we've done like I said I've done over 20 years and when I got with the crew it was something that was a part of me uh, and they rallied behind me and supported me you know, so 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 we didn't do this because we want to be seen, because if we wanted to do that, then we could have used the last two thousand four hundred and forty eight presentations we've done and we could have we, we could have put that up. Yeah. Right. 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 You feel me? So 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 I want to pause, though, for a moment, because um, C, C did something that was, you know, I, I, I'd say I'd use the word, you know, phenomenal, if you will, strategic, you know, uh, innovative, you know, um, and then he executed. You know, and so what I want to do is I want to make sure we just stop for a moment and I want to give CJ an opportunity to kind of speak to my entrepreneurs out there because I was talking to somebody on my team and they said to me, you know, E, I saw that. I saw that, you know, and so I want to use the word C uh, initiative and I want to use the word anticipation. And so they were like, man, I, I saw that, but I would have never thought, you know, to use that or I would have never thought. To put that on, whatever. And let me let me say this to you guys: when I spoke to my squad, especially to that individual, I let it be known that my squad. You know, and I'm not just saying this to, you know, blow 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 air up, you know. um, But I'm saying this um, to, you know, not to blow steam up their head, make them feel big time in front of the world. But they are phenomenal in what they do. You know. But what one of the things that you know was brought to my attention was like, yo, E. You know, I do have this fixed mentality, if you will. And if you haven't read the book Mindset, read the book Mindset. And it was like, yo, E, you know, I go in and whatever you tell me to do, I do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I execute on whatever you say do. But one of the challenges that I have is there are thoughts that I have. and, 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 And I do think, you know, sometimes in innovative ways, but I don't I don't move on it. You know, and sometimes what I do is I analyze it so much. You know uh, paralysis of analysis as i think what they call it see you know that i think on it so long and so hard that i actually don't end up doing anything and there's a, a large population of you that are out there that had that same challenge is that you overanalyze you overthink right uh or you 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 may you may you know you may be great at well you may be yeah great at what you do but you you don't have that initiative. You don't have that spirit of anticipation. And what CJ was able to do was not only be present in the moment. Listen to me, because there are those of you who are great at what you do. You are great at in the moment. You, you, you thrive at in the moment. You make it happen. But what C has been able to do for this company, the, the, what do you call it? The mixtape that was, you know, anticipate like, E, we're going to get to the spot before everybody else gets to the spot. Uh, Carl and I with the TGIMs, you know, uh, it's just so many different things that we've done that have been done for the first time That we didn't necessarily modify what some other speaker has done And I think that's what has given us an advantage or an edge is that our we always come you always see us We're always and so a part of what CJ does is he takes initiative Because some of the things that we do we don't have to do and then he's always anticipating And if you could just talk me through that see because there are people who are stuck They have a glass ceiling and they're great at what they do see they can execute I call it a nine-to-five mentality though They do exactly what they're told when they're told you know, and they do it to perfection But they don't forecast they don't think about six months later five years later You know ten years later like they don't have the ability to be innovative and creative, and do things that have never been done before, because they're so in the moment. And I know I always talk about, you know, it's it's your moment. Live in the moment. Take advantage of opportunity of a lifetime and a lifetime of the opportunity. And I mean that. That is important. But somehow, see, we have to stay in the moment, but also forecast the next moment that's coming. And Create that which wasn't created so if you could speak to us because this fire, this video. Let's not play games Absolutely ET, you know was passionate and ET did do what he did absolutely But there's a way you guys cut and edit that thing there was there was a way you approached it There's you didn't send it out on Monday You sent it out on Friday like speak to that entrepreneur out there that has been stuck They had a glass ceiling they've been making 1 million for the last four or five years 4 million for the last 10 years, they can't seem to break past the level of success they're having, C, and get to that next level of success. How, how does C.J., Quincy Jones, this thing out? How do how do you, um, what, who I'm looking for, Phil Jackson it out. Like, how do you, what is it, what are some of the steps that you're using, C, to do that? And if you could share that with our audience. Yeah, no doubt. And I think
1: you said something big, and that word is anticipation. And in order to have anticipation, you have to be like literally consumed by whatever it is that you're doing and have to know it like the back of your hand. Right. You have to know it. You have to know if A plus A plus B equals C. You need to understand that. And so when I'm creating a video, I, I told E what a week ago before we even released the video, I'm about to release this video and it's about to go crazy. I told my whole team, step up your, your Instagram post. Step up, get your emails ready, you know, um, news people calling, like be ready because this is about to go crazy. Now, that's not because I'm a genius. It's not because I have like a plug somewhere or somebody's going, you know, with a massive following is going to send it out. I've done this for so long now, guys, like we have been doing this for about 11 years straight and I have studied the brand now for my entrepreneurs. Why aren't you having success? Because you spend so much time working in the company, you never spend any time working on the company, right? And so having Carl, having Ken, people who can execute the stuff that I ask them to execute makes this thing run so smooth because I have time to actually think. And most of you don't think. You, 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 you want to be busy, right? You, you're busy, but you're not productive and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and he's telling you to get up at three and you're getting up at three and you're going crazy and doing whatever you're doing, but you're not being productive because you're not taking the time to think and listen. Most people don't listen. I literally listen to our supporters. I listen to feedback. I listen, I read emails, I read comments. I make sure I know what the pulse of the people is and see what they need to hear from us, right? So I understand what's going on. Most people don't want to listen. Most people want to talk. Like in, in daily life, in your daily life, most people... Want to talk more than they want to listen. E, it's the funniest thing. Cats will call me up and be like, yo, I'm trying to be a speaker. I just need a 30-minute conversation with you. Can I get 30 minutes with you? And I'll be like, yeah, for sure. I promise you, E, they will call me and spend 28 minutes talking and then say, yo, see what you think. I might say one to two sentences and they'll get off the phone and be like, thanks, bro. That changed my whole perspective. I appreciate you, bro. Wow. But it's because we want to hear ourselves talk because we think we're deep. And so we spend the majority of our time doing, acting, and talking instead of looking, learning, and listening. So you need, like, you need to literally listen to what's going on. Learn and, and, and think about what's happening within your brand. What are the people asking from you? What are you seeing? What have you put out lately? What do you need to put out? And so I think that's what it is for us is being true to who got us here. Being true to, you know, the people and understanding. So for me, I said to myself, and I told you this, you know, what? as I look at what we're doing and we've grown a lot as a company, you know, turn this thing into a multi-million dollar operation. Now, nothing has changed from our level, right? Understand that. Nothing has changed. We're still doing exactly the same thing we've been doing. Some of it's just on a bigger scale, right? We're still in, at the advantage. We still got the high schools, the youth prisons. You know, we're still in the middle schools, the whole nine. Nothing has changed, but when I looked at what we've been putting out, I said, okay, we're putting out a lot of conference footage, we're still doing the TGIMs, that's great. I said, but what haven't we done? I said, man, I ain't put up a video where E was just in raw, rare form in a minute. So I said, okay, by looking, listening to the people, because some people might have been like, yo, E getting big time, E Hollywood, whatever. Right, Because we're obviously you see it was with celebrities and you see it's traveling in different circles And I say you know what it's time to go ahead and release that fire and let them know we ain't went nowhere And so because I was evaluating the brand I knew that the world was ready for another raw real experience And so I put that in there if you look at the everything from the camera angle Right Ken had a different shot. I said Ken use that crazy little side camera shot The entire time. Why? Because it makes it look like you're a fly on the wall and it feels like you're not even supposed to be there. Right. And so as you're watching the video, you might not even been paying attention. That was done purposefully to have that camera angle so that it felt like man, this is a raw, real experience. I'm in here with some real stuff. And so, like I said, you need to be able to anticipate, but you need to sit down and look and learn, like quit talking so much, quit trying to be so deep all the time and pay attention to what's going on around you. I always pay attention, we go out, to a conference and do what we do i'm looking at the feedback that people are giving I'm looking at when he says this what does the crowd do when he when he's talking about this topic are they laughing are they smiling are they taking notes are they looking reflective does somebody have a tear in their eye because I want to know what triggers you I want to know what emotion to solicit for every single thing I want them they'll tell you my staff will tell you we put a a, a hard we drive a hard you know uh game plan around here like it is Let's go. So if it ain't right, we're going to go back at it and go back at it, and edit until it's right with everything from the music to the angles to the B-roll to the cuts. Like there is a million different things that go into this, but it's not because I'm smart, it's because I've spent so much time with it and I and I pay attention to my surroundings. So many of you don't pay attention to your surroundings. You have no no idea if it's good or not. And we talked about it before. You you self-analyzing. You you telling yourself it's sweet. You saying it's deep, and it's not. Right? Because you don't have anybody around you or people around you to tell you the truth and tell you, hey, that needs a little work. Right. Because I'll tell people and my staff will tell me it, Carl and them, th- th- his media team will tell him in a minute. Carl, your, your, your video, ah, this editing isn't quite as clean as it needs to be. This isn't quite as, as good as it needs to be. We iron sharpens iron. We sharpen each other and we try to get better. But the most important thing we do. It, well, go, go for uh, it. Carl. I,
2: I'm right there with you. So I'm reading yesterday. I'm just it's just so funny. I'm reading this thing yesterday and it's called it's a term from economics called the law of diminishing returns. So I'm like, okay, what is this? So I'm reading it, and it's talking about, let's just say, for an example, you got an assembly line. And you increase the number of people working on that assembly line. But, of course, the machinery stays the same. There comes a point in time when it's actually detrimental to your business. Like, you're no longer going to profit. You're no, no longer going to increase with your pr- your, your production. There's a, there's a point in time where it actually decreases if you just keep increasing this one area. So I'm like, okay, what does that mean, first of all? So I'm thinking, okay, let's just think of our brand. And see just the same thing you just said, but what, what if we think about it? What if we did TGIM with the same exact camera angle, the same exact stuff that we've done over and over? And this is, this is kind of a branding switch now. I'm not trying to change the subject. I'm just trying to bring this branding principle out along the lines of what C is saying. There comes a point in time where it's actually detrimental to us if we don't do something different. Like, you know, you get used to it and the numbers will fall off. I'll be real. And we've experienced it. We've done what this is like season 12 of TGIM. Like at some point, we have to sit back and say, okay, we got to do something different because people will get used to this. And getting used to it is not bad. You know, we built it as positive information. But if we're going to stay on top, the brand that we built, you know, keep this thing going, build a legacy that we talk about, we have to find a way to keep this thing new, fresh, and interesting, which means – Somebody has to be thinking about what CJ is saying, the brand in all aspects. How are people reacting to it? Like, okay, looking at the numbers, what's happening? Okay, TJM is great, but we still kind of flatten it, you know, flatten out like bottom line in terms of the numbers that we see from week to week. It's kind of about the same now. What can we do differently? So after reading that principle... I'm like that's what we experiencing. You know, we're we're doing the same thing and it's good we're increasing the volume of stuff, but overall it's the same product, like the same camera, the same angle, the same audio. And for us, we have to figure out how to do it differently for you and your company. And back to the USP, you got to figure out a, a, the thing that makes you different, but not stay on that thing. Tweak that thing. Keep, you know, the the Apple, um, the iPhone come out with an update every couple of months. Like, they keep tweaking and keep tweaking and keep tweaking and making it better and making it better. So that's the bottom line. Like, at some point, it's going to hurt you if you keep doing the same thing. Yeah, and some of
1: you doing the same thing. That's a great point, Carl. Some of you doing the same thing and it's not working. You know what i mean it, it has not worked and you need to really sit back look learn and listen and evaluate what's going on and i think if people would open up their eyes and really pay attention to what's going on around them they'd have a way better sense of what's getting ready to happen so when i told e this video is about to go crazy i wasn't saying that because i'm like yo we so sweet this video's about to be this I understand the processes. We've looked back. I can, I can tell you other videos that were the same. I, I've, I've probably called out non-TGIM because those are every week. You know, and and you know some of those you know are are standard, So you know, and and a lot of them go crazy, right? And some of them just blow up and and go crazy. But literally, the the, the off-TGIM videos that we put up, I've probably told my team with a ninety percent accuracy. Which ones were gonna go extremely crazy and now all of them aren't meant to be like viral videos. Sometimes you just need to get some information Sometimes it just needs to be straightforward boom and to the point, but I know which ones are about to be explosive greatness is upon you Right. We knew what's your why we knew those we knew those video. owe you We knew those videos were getting ready to go crazy because of the type of emotion they would solicit on a on a worldwide scale and I think for us you know looking at what you know we had with the new video and what's been going on and the fact that I know people have been waiting on our brand to to talk about this these issues or to kind of see us in a different light because they've been seeing us you know with, with different corporations and NFL and NBA and now to be able to see us in this light I knew it was time for that right and so we put that out when it was time and I'm not gonna lie. I did not expect it to be trending worldwide, you know, I woke up yesterday with a million texts in my phone from people saying, yo, the video is trending worldwide and to see, you know, our video up there with, I think Steph Curry was trending for something he did the night before, Um, maybe like Trump and like, you know, some other like crazy storylines that were out there, like in the entire world, that video was trending. And that did catch me a little off guard. I knew it was going to go crazy, E, but I don't know if I expected it to be, you know, trending absolutely. throughout the entire yeah, world. That was a, that, that's a first for yeah, us. Well,
0: and, I, and again, see, it's what you say all the time. It, it's not a first for us in that when you reverse engineer it, we've had Secret to Success video blow up. We've had Greatness is upon you. You, you know what I'm saying? We've had you owe you. You know, we've had uh, I, I can, I will, I must. You know, we've had what's your why? You know what I'm saying. So as you talk about reverse engineering, we've had, had them go viral. But you know, every time we take it to that next level, it 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 deepens, it broadens, it goes to another level. So this, this is, you know, this is the the efforts that you know we put in. You're seeing them, you know, come back. Now I do want to ask Carl a question because Carl and I, you know, guys for real, I I'm being real with y'all. Like. And I'm grateful for those of you who listen to the podcast, get it out to your friends who are in business, entrepreneurs, you know, just people in general who need this information. Do not keep it to yourself. I just want you to stop right now and think of 10 people in your life, 10 people on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Snapchat, people who went to school with you. I know you're you enjoying this, but, but do your friends a favor. And, and every time you, you listen to this and it's one of the episodes you like, send it to 10 10 20 people that you know because i'm telling you you don't want to just change you want the people around you to change as well and so i say that to say you you think we we're just doing video look guys we don't do self-improvement we live it we're talking we're we're reading a book together right now the mindset we're putting up you know on our snap on our group me all of our responses and all of our answers like we're going in this is not something, and I'm talking working out yeah, together, I, holding each other accountable on the workout. And I'm workouts. talking about corporate. This ain't some individual stuff we doing, and we're doing our own individual thing. So Carl and I, we were going deep in yesterday, deep uh, about just changing your mindset. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's what we're doing. We're reading these books, and you know whatever. And so I asked Carl a question, you know, as a as a person, you know, who is a worker you know I asked Carl like yo what's the difference though Carl like what are you seeing that you need to do and I just wanted Carl to speak to it because a lot of you who have a glass ceiling you're making the same mistake and maybe you're not in a team so you're not getting uh that sounding board you don't you don't have that and so you're kind of just digging a hole for yourself I wanted Carl to kind of speak to you as a videographer on the difference of his mindset maybe three months or so ago, you know, three years ago, and where he is currently. So, I mean, just
2: jumping straight to it, three years ago, it was the transition of, you know, again, you guys kind of, if you listened to previous podcasts, you heard me. I grew up with a, with a dad who was just a worker. I mean, a worker. My mom was a teacher, so I'm used to just working. So my initial, you know, working with Eric, working with CJ was whatever they needed, it's done like they didn't have to come back and they'll they didn't have to come back and ask me like hey did you did you know did you get this did you complete did you send the no it's done you asked me to do something it's done and it's done to the best of my ability the tr- first transition was getting it done faster cuz my thing was I'm going to perfect it and get it done but it was taking a month and that wasn't working so the first transition for me was all right, you got to get it done faster then the other thing for me, like I said, I just wanted to make sure that I made them happy. You know, I'm looking at like, yo, is E happy with what I'm doing? Is CJ happy with what I'm doing? And then I'm saying more recently, it's getting to a point now where, Carl, are you happy with what you're doing? Because I know if I'm happy with what I'm doing, they're going to be happy because I know my standard and I know their standard. Now, so let's just be real. If I do it to the the best You know, that literally, and I'm having this conversation with some of the guys that work with me. Like, if I do it, if every project we do, you put everything you have in it and you do it to the best. I'm talking about your excellence. If somebody has a problem with it. And not that we can't be corrected, but that person would have to be an expert in the field. They have to be doing it longer than you. If you put your ultimate best fo- you know, foot forward, there's n- I, don't, I don't think that there's anything in C or E. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think there's anything that I've put my – right, let me give an example. The Egypt video. When we did that, that Cairo Egypt video, he said to me, it was a lot of footage. You were there for a couple of days, and he said to me, "Carl, do this video like this is the last video you would ever do. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay, I ain't never thought about it like that. Like, I'm about to die after this video? What's that mean? You trying to kill me? But no, I literally sat with that video, and I put everything I had into it. You know, of course, we got all kinds of footage. Like, how do you make this story come alive? How do you tell the story of what happened to us? And I remember meeting a couple of people, like, you know, within a month after that, and everybody was like, yo, I love your videos, I love your stuff, but that Egypt video was, like, game-changing. And I'm like, Whoa. That's the video that was the I think that video was like a transition for me. I put everything I had into that video. And once I walked away from it, I knew it was the best I had. And then when everybody else looked at it, they were blown away. So I'm like, Carl, if you keep the standard of keeping your best. And putting that forward, you don't have to please anybody else. You don't have to look for E or CJ's approval or anybody else in the world, doggone it. You do it to the best of your ability, and I'm telling you. And then the other thing that happened for me most recently is, okay, Carl, you can't do it yourself you know, as much as you can do, there's only so much that you can, you can, you can get out of there. You know, there's only so many videos. There's only so many hours in a day. So who are you training? Who's the other, you know, who's the other person that's right there with you? That's learning with you. That's experiencing the same things you're experiencing that can effectively duplicate what you like me duplicating myself. Like who is that other person? So for me now, and I jumped with Edie, I was like, man, I need a personal assistant. Like it's so much happening. And again, I know that if I do it all, I'll do it with excellence, but it'll take me three years to get it all done if I go through the to-do list that I have. So the most recent thing is like, okay, Carl, you do it to the best of your ability, but now teach a couple other people to do it to the best of their ability. And now you do – John Maxwell talks about it. You you add um, followers. You just add. You add leaders. Now you multiply. And so now my transition is, yo, I'm learning to multiply that mindset in myself. That everybody else is going to do it to the best of their ability, and I'm telling you, at the end of the day, you won't have, you know, you won't have to worry about a boss telling you how to do it or what to do. The bottom line is, like CJ was saying earlier, you will be intuitive enough to see what's going on and know how to use it in a way that's going to benefit your company, you know, whatever company you're working for. So yeah, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, no,
1: Carl, and I want you to kind of stay on that for a minute because. You know and and I, I talked about it you know i mentioned it earlier but you can speak to it now because carl did used to be like me and e would beg him like yo we on michigan state's campus it's a ton of kids on here who can edit who can you know whatever give it to them so you can work on something else and carl would be like all right all right, all right. but he'll still stay up to like four in the morning like editing himself and we'll be like yo carl but but you know I, I one of the tips that i gave to entrepreneurs when e first asked me about that was saying you know, the difference between me having to work in the company and on the company. I was had a session with Jers yesterday, and Jerz, you know, was saying that he was editing his own videos and that it was taking him hours and hours and hours, because obviously, you know, he's kind of learning editing as he's going, but he's trying to be a speaker as well, and I keep telling him, It's going to be real tough for you to blow up because you're spending your time doing something that's not, you know, necessarily your gift, not something that's going to take you to the next level. You have to be able to release that. So now that you have a staff, Carl, and you have people that work for you who can actually get some of this stuff done, how does that allow you to work on the brand and think and use your creative ideas more so than it did when you had to do everything yourself? So
2: so the biggest thing and you guys heard me say before yesterday, I was reading that simple. Now I'm in a position where mm. I can read and learn some other stuff. Like I'm looking at online marketing courses. Like I'm just trying to get more information. Now I'm not trying to be the guy that, you know, knows everything, but I'm just trying to be informed. I'm trying to be be aware of what's going on in the world, what's going on in terms of technology, what's going on in terms of social media so that we can best benefit the company. So the big hurdle for me was, though, like for real, there, there, there were people that I passed stuff off to. And it was not the same level. And again, you guys hear me talk about it. Like, man, I'm not comfortable with the level dropping. But the biggest thing that I had to to get was it'll drop for a moment. But they're in the environment of, you know, us doing phenomenal work all the time. So you put somebody in this environment all the time. It's going to be a short, short learning curve. And they're going to grow fast. So... The hurdle for me initially was letting it letting it go and letting it grow because, of course, it took a step back. It's not my work. And I'll be honest. I don't care who you are. If, if I'm not doing it, I don't think it's sweet. That's a, my little selfish, my selfish too. It's not it's not sweet, but you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it's not my excellence. Like, it's your excellence. No it's doubt. not mine. And I'm not saying that it's not great, but it wasn't mine. So until I got to that point where I could see, whoa, okay, this is, I ain't going to lie, this looked like it might be a little better than mine. Like, until I got to that point, I was not uncomfortable. So, but the hurdle for me was that transition of watching it drop for a second. Yeah,
1: no, and it's the growing pains, Carl. And that's all it is, is growing pains, because I'm going to be real. Here's the thing that I had uh, uh, trouble with is, I'll be real, and Carl will tell you, we got to the point where we would go out and do a gig and come back, and I'd call Carl, and I'd be like, yo, I want to, you know, with that video... What I want to do is start here, and Carl would finish my sentence. And I'll be like, and then I want to end with, and he'll finish my sentence. And then I'll be like, the music I want is, and Carl would literally know every single thing that I wanted, and then send it to me before he uploaded, and I'd be like, perfect, let's go. And we had built like a chemistry that was out of this world. So there was growing pains for me when he started turning stuff over, and i didn't have that same relationship maybe with with ken that i had with you at first and so i you know ken might send something to me and i'll be like oh, this ain't it man, you know, okay, change this, change that, put this out, put take that in, put this out, all right, cool. Then he send it back to me and I'd be like, ah, bring the level down, eat audio too low, this, 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 that. And so there were some growing pains in there for me as well because I'm looking like, Carl, save me, please. Like, you know, I was looking for Carl back so I could just throw him the quick alley-oop and he could dunk it, but it it took that time. And now me and Ken are finding our rhythm and now Carl is freed up to do other stuff, right? And so our company has grown you know, leaps and bounds as a result of Carl getting that out of his hands. And even though it wasn't comfortable in the moment, you know, now we're, we're, we're reaping the benefits of having Carl be a thinker on the team, right? You need thinkers. You need people who can think and create. And Carl is becoming that now. And I, it was always tough because, for real, it, and I don't know if we said it on here before or not, but our nicknames, me, Carl, and E, I was the brains he was the mouth and Carl was the hand. So that was always how we worked. And so Carl had got used to that title of I'm the hands. I work. That's what I do. But now he's evolved into on the media side, Carl is the brains. Like he has, you know, the capabilities now. And he's seeing that. You just heard him say something that was so critical, guys. And I hope you caught what he said. He said, I was reading yesterday. Reading that means he was growing, he was learning new things that he can take back and apply to the team. That is so critical, like I just said that. Some of you focus so much and you are so busy working in the brand that you never work on the brand. You never take time to look and see man, is what I'm doing working? Is this seem to be connecting with the people? Is this service good? Could we improve on this service? Could we cut down you know, on our expenses? Can we increase profits? Can we you know, uh, speed up our productivity? You don't even have time to look at any of that stuff because you're so busy actually doing it. And so you're going to have to get to a point where you can build out that team. And I know what you're saying, CJ, E, Carl, that all sounds good, but I'm only one person. You better find you somebody else who can believe in the dream with you. You better find somebody else who buys into the vision who can be a part of that because he said it on the tgim a few weeks ago no man is an island and you're never going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish if you don't have a team with you don't get it twisted if he didn't have me and carl he would be the sweetest hood speaker you ever heard of in your life that you never heard of in your life i should say he would be speaking to the same groups that he was speaking to when we met him we had to have a team effort and don't get it sweet without carl me and E would be out the sweetest brander and the sweetest speaker you ever seen that you never heard of. Like you, you would have never heard of us. And it goes on and on. The list goes on and on. If Lashana didn't come on, our contracts would be shady, and we've probably been sued about five million times now because we didn't know what we were doing with the contracts, guys. So we had to build out that build out the team. If you want to build out the team, put yourself in the environment. People always ask me, "Oh, I need to build out a team. How do I do it?" I say, "What line of work are you in? Cool. If you're in that line of work, you need to be." on every message board, you need to be going to conferences, you need to be setting up your own private events, whatever the, the, the if you're in web design, you need to be going to web design conferences. You need to be on blogs where all they talk about is web design. You need to be looking on in, in the paper and finding out people who are posting ads you know, for web developers, and you need to connect with like-minded people. Put yourself in a new environment. I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, well, the people around me don't want to do nothing. Get out of the environment.
2: Hey, here go my cheat codes. See, I said it on one of our BU calls last week. Somebody asked, like, yo, how do, for real, like, where do I start looking for people? Here go one of our cheat codes. You just heard Eric said that we've been doing the Advantage program for the last seven years at Michigan State University. Like get to your local community college, talk to some professors, talk to them kids. That's like you know you got some geeks in them in them classrooms. That's just they just want to do some work. Man, you get them kids and oh, start they taking. Need internships. They need the internships. You start taking care of them kids at 19 years old, and you got some kids for life. That's gonna help build your brand. But that, that's that's one of them cheat cards out there.
1: Carl, Carl, telling y'all the the, the gods honest truth. Shout out to everybody who have been following our Snapchat lately. You know why our Snapchat is on fire. A kid named Ryan who recently joined the team. How long has he been on the
2: team? Uh, Ryan been with us for about, I'm talking about like a month or two, yeah? And single-handedly, just like, yo, I ain't never heard. I mean, I heard Snapchat, but I ain't really take it serious. Here go another one, you know what I'm saying? Another social media, all right, whatever. I'm talking about it, two weeks. I think he And let me tell
1: you something. Ryan came down to Atlanta, and I took Ryan out to lunch, and I said, tell me everything you know about Snapchat. Right. I'm not I'm not sweet enough to be like, you know what? I'm the, I'm the expert in this company. I know everything that's going on. I'm trying to find young kids who understand what's going on with the next generation, because I want to be ahead of the curve. I want to be where you're at. Somebody says, should we put our stuff on uh, YouTube or Instagram? You need to put your stuff everywhere it can be found. So we on Snapchat now and our Snapchat is going crazy and people hit me up. Yo, y'all Snapchat is crazy. I don't, well, yeah, because we got a 19 year old running it who knows what he's doing. Who's sweet with the, the with the design and edits and he was showing me all kind of tricks and tips that I've never even heard of why because we want to keep people around us who can take us to that next level who can be a part of something we can pour into him he can pour into us everybody's happy and we keep our brand relevant and so so many of you you running around by yourself and you looking like snapchat what's that I thought that was something the kids using you absolutely right but guess what once the kids using it everybody else is soon to follow and I'm not dumb I understand if snapchat banging right now by next year this time it might be taking Instagram out. And the farther lead we got, the harder it is going to be for everybody to catch us. And so what did we do? We are constantly adding. But where did we find Ryan? We found Ryan at the Success Series because we're doing what we do in high volume. And we're, we're out there doing what we said we were going to do. It's a recruiting ground, if
2: nothing else. You got to end this, see. It's too much info. It's too much info. So you got to end this. Like, it's right, too much Look, Carl, I'm about stop. to get hot
1: because people always say, oh, I don't. Where do I find? Pe- I don't. Nobody in my environment. No you in the wrong environment create a new environment find like-minded people who want to grind and go to the next level and you have to be able to explain to them your vision carl and i worked for eve for free for years because we believed that we would be at this exact point right now we didn't know exactly how we were going to get there but we believed we'd be here carl carl believed that he'd have a beautiful house a family and paying for his house through ETA. I believe the same thing. Guess what? It happened, right? It happened. We believed in the vision. And I keep telling people. I said, I told one of my clients, I said, okay, cool. You want to recruit people on your team? What are they going to do from eight to five? Just tell me. Just, just if you have regular workers that are going to buy into your vision and your dream, what are they going to do from eight to five? Give me their entire day of what you're going to have them sit down and do. And they're going to do it for free because they believe in your vision so much. What are they going to do? Guess what he told me? uh, well, uh, social media. I said, okay, there go 30 minutes. What are we doing with the rest of the eight and a half hours? And it it couldn't tell me. I'm like, yo, you don't know what the vision is. You don't even know if you, if I gave you a full staff right now. And I said, okay, here's three people that are going to work for you from eight to five every single day. You would have no idea what to tell them to do. No idea. Social media. Uh, then I have them, Uh, Maybe send out some uh, promo emails. Okay, there go an hour what we doing with the other seven eight hours, right? You don't know the vision and so I'm telling you if you create it you understand and know the vision You're able to explain the vision and you have the leadership qualities people will follow you and people will not hold you They won't say oh, I need 50 grand to do this. Your problem is don't nobody believe in your vision So they need top dollar they like, yo, you ain't got no sweet vision. I'm going to need uh, $45 an hour. I'm going to need $20 an hour. that's right. Because I don't believe I in the vision right. that I'm going to blow it. I need gonna, to get, paid. Right. I need to get paid.
0: I need to get paid. Right. Yeah, I need to get paid because you don't Period. got a vision. So I need to get paid because I don't see a future in this. So since I don't see a future in it, I need right now. So I'm going to need to get paid right now.
1: Man, my bad. E, I forgot you was on the podcast, man. <laughs> oh, hey, what no? Hey,
0: hey <laughs> you know
1: i I forgot you he was me? there. I'm good. I was like, where he hey, come you been from? talking
0: about... We've been talking about a team, I, and people see I really got a team, in and right. I got the fight to jump in now. It used to be a time where, you know what I'm saying, I was Michael Jackson. Nah, we didn't, we didn't thrill at this thing out, so, yeah,
1: yeah so absolutely. Yeah, no doubt, man. With, with that being said, man, I think it's a good time to switch into um, everybody in the world's favorite segment, Ask E.T., and uh, the AScii T segment, as always, is brought to you by ETA Grind Gear, redefining the grind one day at a time. Listeners to this podcast can use the promo code secret to success and take an extra 20% off at checkout. Uh, that's secret to success, and that's available exclusively at etinspires.com. Go check us out, get your books. Average skill, phenomenal will, man. I've been getting crazy feedback on the average skill, phenomenal will. People been loving that, man. We had an event the other day, and there were people there who had bought the book, and they were like, "Man, this is so powerful. It's a great read. It's something that I, you know, people have read it over and over, and they're just like, man, it, you know, the principles in there are helping me go to the next level. So, guys, check out that. Uh, average skill, phenomenal will, and and I promise you, it's, it's a great read and something that um you can use as a reference to go back to you know on a regular basis. So, e our first question comes from Sam in South Africa, who wants to know, um, let's see, what is the biggest mistake? You made as a speaker. He'd be better off asking me as a husband. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know hey, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm thinking Man, probably, I, I think this is. was probably even before I met you. <laughs> yeah. You said before you met me? It was a wedding.
0: <laughs> you got to tell me. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But OK, I thought he meant as oh, a no, public I just, speaker. In your, in your you know, career.
1: Like, Opening your mouth.
0: Oh yeah, 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 no, 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 no. Well, I, that's a pastor. Yeah, you <laughs> see cheating, now, nah. But I'll answer it because I know what she's saying. But that one had nothing to do with speaking. That's no, as a hey, pastor. let me tell but it. Let me, tell, those it, of let you me who, tell
1: it. Let me tell it.
0: No, I, let me let me say this part first, and then you can tell it. But he, he, here's the here's the. For those of you who uh, are like a commercial junkie, like I'm a commercial junkie. There's a commercial with Southwest where a person would do something that's totally embarrassing. You wanna and say, get away. You wanna get away, <laughs> Southwest. Yeah, Southwest has so this was E. T. Southwest yep, so Airlines he, moment.
1: Um was working with a lady <laughs> was working with a lady and um she knew he was a pastor so she, you know, was fond of him and, you know, his family. So she was like, man, you know, me and my husband are getting married and I guess he didn't know her all that well, but was like, you know, sure, I you know, i give it a shot. She was going to pay him a couple hundred dollars and he was going to marry them or whatever. So E, this was his first wedding. And so he went online and found like a a mock, you know, um, schedule of events or what have you uh, uh, to, to do the wedding. And so, you know, he goes through, you know, all the things and he changes their names to fit, you know, everything on the the board. So every time you say, you know, Mr. Whatever, do you, you know, he went through the whole thing. And when he got to the very end, apparently he had forgot to change the names off of the template one that was online and forgot to change the name. So instead of whatever their names was, say their names was the Johnsons, he was like, yo, now for the first time ever, I want to pre- present ever, to the world ever, Mr. Kenny Smith ever. and Jane Smith. <laughs> oh, to the whole uh, people in the congregation. And I guess they was pit- Oh, the, the E was embarrassed. They was pissed. And then what'd you say, E, she came back to work with a checklist?
0: <laughs> oh, she came back to work with a checklist of all the stuff I did wrong. And took money off for everything I did wrong, and gave me about one hundred and fifty dollars because oh, I had made so man. many mistakes. I
1: was dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he told me that story. I was crying. It and you would, said you, would, you, you said you said it with so have much to bring confidence it up on the podcast, before.
0: though. <laughs> oh, I said it with so uh, much confidence. Introduce
1: it, oh, hey, man. Kiddie,
0: uh, Ah right, kitties oh, man but, hey, I can tell you
1: this though man you you've gotten <laughs> uh a whole lot better, man. For anybody who's ever seen E do a wedding now, he does this thing where he brings uh three items, and um you know he he kind of explains what the items mean in terms of marriage, and so he did it for you know my wedding. um he married both of my brothers. um I think Jamal's wedding is where you did the coloring book, and it was crazy, for example. He brought a coloring book, and he did when he was doing Jamal's Wedding. Jamal is uh, one of the members of our staff, and he had the coloring book. And I was like, man, usually sometimes when he brings the gifts out, he never tells me what he's going to do. I can kind of guess where he's going with it, but he had the coloring book. And I was like, man, what is the coloring book about? And he said the coloring book, and he had the crayons to go with it, he said, you know, is when you learn the color, the first thing you learn is to stay within the lines. Like, don't go outside the lines. And he talked about it in relationship to a marriage, of staying in the boundaries and not, you know, getting outside of, you know, out of bounds with your marriage and your relationships outside of your marriage. Always staying within the boundaries. So I will give you props, E. You have come a long way uh, from the first one you did. Uh,
0: let me tell you that. That. That when you mess up like I did on the first one and let me say this to those of you um, You know who are listening so you don't You know just catch the the joking part of it But I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself And that's how I messed up. I was so nervous and so anxious, you know, because I was so worried about Not messing up and, and, and doing a good marriage like I, I had I had anxiety you know, and then after that when I was like, yo, E, man, for real, just be yourself. Like, there's a reason why people ask you to do it, you know? And so I was kind of caught up on some of the uh, more traditional things that you have to do, you know, uh, and, you, you know, and the structural pieces of it, you know, uh, and that, that that was my focus. And I wasn't focusing on doing what I do well. And so I just want to, you know, say to those of you out there, a lot of the mistakes that you make, have everything to do with not having confidence, lacking in confidence and lacking in preparation. And so if you would just make sure your preparation is tight, you know, and, 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 and you kind of feel good about what you're doing, you know, and know what your USP is and why, again, somebody would, you know, uh, contract you out in the first place. I'm telling you, man, you're gonna do a great job. And 90% of my um, performance today or my success is just believing in myself. And you probably wouldn't know that because when you see me, I'm so, you know, I seem so confident, but I wasn't always like this. And I just had to grow up and realize if I got a call for corporate, they must have called me for a reason. If an NFL team called me, it must have been for a reason. You know, if somebody wants me to do executive coaching, it, you know, it must be for a reason. And so you guys got to do me a huge favor. You have to go into whatever you do. With a level yeah, of. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I think the USP, we talk
1: about that, guys. Your unique selling proposition. What makes you you, right? What makes what makes people want to fool with you over anybody else? And one of the things that he's known for is, you know, his creativity and, you know, his willingness to go against the grain. And so I think when he start implementing the the three you know, items that he brings to, you know, the, the ceremony, I think that was a, a great example of, you know, EB and E. And everybody was dying laughing, you know, the whole time, of course, because the, the grown folks in the crowd know what he's talking about when he brings out these examples. And, you know, it's always a great time. And so now you definitely have grown in that area. And yeah, no, I uh, look forward to the, to the weddings after that. You know, Candace was a little nervous. She was like, okay, now you don't have a good track record. With weddings and he doing ours, so make sure he got everything he need and make sure he not working off a bootleg template before he marries, us, cause uh yeah, I don't know if we I don't know if I'd have been able to still work with you had you called uh me and Candace the wrong name. It might have been a rap on ETA.
2: Oh, woo! You
1: know what I'm saying? She might not have let me. The just shall live by faith. Uh, you know my girl did not <laughs> play. So um last question comes from Victor in the UK and he wants to know when are you guys coming back to London? When mm. are going back to London, unless for you. I don't know. I
0: don't have slightest idea, see. Yeah,
1: no, we, we actually um Victor, thanks for asking and shout out to everybody in the UK. Man, shout out to all our people overseas who are rocking with the podcast, man. You guys have been showing mad love. We South Africa, Australia, uh um London of course and over in the UK. You know, rocking with us heavy. Canada, as always, um, you know, they fool with us, man. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, continuing to drive this podcast. Um, we're working with actually two companies, I believe, right now to get over to London. And so, man, just stay in touch with us on social media. Um, follow us on the Twitter and, and the IG. In the Snapchat, and we promise as soon as we have that information, we'll make that information available to you. So shout out to Victor for listening in the UK and uh, everybody else who supports us overseas, as well as here in our home states. Um, as always, guys, we would love to see you at Breathe University. Check out breatheuniversity.com. You know, sign up with us. Another amazing call. I believe oh Sunday's call was just on fire. Um, you know, exclusive audio, the whole nine. You guys know what it is, man. Check us out at breatheuniversity.com. Packages starting as low as nineteen ninety nine a month. And, uh, E, you got a nugget for us to take us out of here? Uh,
0: no, Before the nuggets, see, let me just be real. If you anywhere, anywhere near Maryland, uh, you want to make oh, the yeah, conference. Oh, yeah, yep,
1: Maryland. Shout out to DC, the DMV. Yeah. This we didn't... will be there April 10th. Yeah. We will be at the DMV. Yeah. So tell everybody you know, if you're not able to be in that area, call somebody and tell them they need to be in the building. We're going in. It's going to be a great session, man. These these conferences just keep getting better and better. So absolutely, come check us out in the DMV April 10th. Tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your daddy. Everybody need to be in the building April 10th in the DMV. Uh, We'll be there. So yeah, tickets on sale Monday. First come, first serve. Look, I'm tired of getting emails and phone calls the day before the conference, and people saying, "Is the VIP really sold out?" Yes, it's really sold out. We're not playing. If there was tickets available, we would let you buy them. But the, the, you know, the event sold out. The tickets sell out. You know, right, right, right. right. It's no marketing scheme. Yeah, right. No, that's what I'm saying. People calling me, like, even my friends and people I know, like, see, can I? I'm like, look, what do you want me to do? It's 40 chairs in the VIP. We sold 40. like I can't do nothing. So get on it ASAP. Don't wait, you know to the last minute Um, Get on it because I promise you once they're gone. They're gone. I said. But um, absolutely Thanks for reminding me of that. E will be in the DMV April 10th now drop us the nugget so we can get out of here
0: All right, look so guys do me a huge favor like stop stop playing yourself, you know, stop sabotaging yourself I put up a meme the other day that said consider the fact that maybe God closed that door because he knew you were worth so much more right stop tripping you guys are wasting so much time when a door closed or you got a hater that's hating on you and they trying to sabotage you like you were spending entirely too much time on stuff that you have absolutely no control of like if god closed the door don't try to go reopen it you, you feel what i'm saying like don't try to open it Don't try to, like, if God closed the door, just know in your spirit that as much as it might hurt, like, oh, that door closed, I've been doing that for the last 15, 20 years, I can't believe they fired me, I can't believe he left me, cheated on me, and went with another woman, like, look, if the door is closed, and I'm not trying to minimize your pain, I'm not, I'm saying stop sabotaging yourself, the door is not going to open again, so, <laughs> go find the next door go find the next opportunity and listen to me. I Got to be careful of what I say, but let me just tell you this There have been some doors that have closed on me in the 2000s some doors closed, but guess what we open a new door ETA Expect ascension. We opened a brand new door mixtapes books tours we Open a new door. God said look. I got a better door for y'all. Don't trip on that door Don't trip that was that was that season that was that time Get out of that season and come into the new season So again, I just want to say this because somebody weeping right now when well, you should be working Look somebody right now you having a, a a crime party somewhere Like somebody you 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 talking about your haters and you 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 giving them energy consider the fact that maybe God closed that door. Why? Because he knew you were worth so much more. All right. So let the past go and make the rest of your life the best of
1: your life. Man, appreciate that. E.T. Hey, for those of y'all listening, man, go to iTunes and leave us a review. If you like the podcast, man, like what you're doing, you guys don't know. It really, really, really does help us When you guys write the review, we got 130 reviews on there right now. I'm checking right now, and we're doing like 20-some, 30-some thousand listens per episode. So I know it's a few more of y'all that can go leave us a review. Go leave us a review. Go check out BreatheUniversity.com. Go check out ETInspires.com. Check out The Grind Gear, and we will see y'all next week. Until then, man, be blessed. Have a good one. Love.
0: When the trees are about to die, that's when they're they're most beautiful. You what I'm saying? In the summertime, when it's 70 and 80 and sometimes 90 degrees, when the when the clouds, you know, are not really in the sky. It's a clear sky. The sun is constantly out. You know what I'm saying? People hitting the beach, the trees are green, the leaves on the trees are green.